Welcome to the two-part teaching series, Walking in Third Heaven Authority, featuring Mike Thompson. In this series, you'll gain an understanding of your heavenly authority and practical steps to walk it out. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? This is Elijah Fire. This is part two of two of our teaching series, Walking in Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson. Guys, the first one, part one of two, was dynamite. It was so, so great. We had a lot of great feedback from you guys. I'm really excited about today's um, because we're going to get into the meat of some practicals of how to grab a hold of this and how to walk in this. So Mike's going to be talking all about it. Let's introduce our guest. This is part two. Again, we did part one. If if you're just tuning in for the first time, there's a link in the description to part one. There's still going to be a lot you can get even if you haven't seen part one. Um, So stick around. Uh, But my guest today, he's a prophet. He's a teacher. He's also the author of the book, Third Heaven Authority. And we're going to be talking about that. He's also the host of the podcast, Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson. Let's give it up for my guest today, Mike Thompson. Hello. Hey, Jeff, mighty man of God. Nice to see you, brother. You too. So you got something very exciting in the mail, and I want you to show it to people. Oh, I... Well, I might as well. This yeah, is the uh, yeah. my new book. Everybody, you got to go buy it. We'll talk yes. about that later. Yes, yes, yes. So all of this stuff, I mean, we're really scratching the surface. I mean, this is a really great, very educational teaching series, but we're scratching the surface. There's a lot more to dig into, and you really do cover it in the book. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Jeff, you know what? I just remembered when we talked on the phone in setting up these teachings, One of the things that I shared with you is how important it is in this day and time. And I didn't mention that last time. For those of us who are a little bit older and have spent a little longer in spiritual matters and walking in the spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to teach younger generations. The Lord's really been dealing with me about how that we're in a time frame now to where, um, let's use some Bible terminology real quickly to where the Moses generation, which actually is Joshua and Caleb generation, is helping to lead those younger generations in. Because, see, when they wouldn't go into the promised land, uh, Joshua and Caleb were part of the 12 spies that Moses had sent in. They came back. They said, we're well able. The other 10 said, oh, no, we're not. There's giants in the land. And they freaked out and all this kind of stuff. They didn't go. Well, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Well, during that 40 years, all of the older generation that were in doubt and unbelief died off, except for Joshua and Caleb, their immediate families. Then all of those that were born in the wilderness had never been to the promised land, but Joshua and Caleb had. Joshua and Caleb knew the way, and it was their job to lead the next generation into the promised land. So all I'm saying is that there is a connection here between people that are of my generation and our experience. I mean, you know, man, I've been knocking about in these things of the Spirit now for 47 years. You got some notches on your belt, man. And, you know? and so, yeah. So we share a few things, but we know where the promised land is. We want to help everybody get there. That's yeah. my point. And we'll work together in order to do it. Yeah. And it's something that I told you on the phone was that I love, I love the, you know, we, t- we talked about how I've, t- I've, t- I've talked to several people from your generation who said we didn't we didn't occupy, we didn't grab a hold of a, a lot of what God had for us. Cause a lot of us were like, well, Jesus is coming. I don't need to do anything. And that's not everybody, but there were a lot of people I've talked to in your generation who said that. And what I think is really cool is here we are on right on the, the threshold of a, another great move of God. And mm-hmm. now your generation are the generals. And so I have been listening very intently to people. You know, we just had Cindy um, McGill and Tim McGill on um, last week and talking about the same thing. But I just I'm very much in like a gleaning state where I'm like, I want to make sure that we foster this well, that we partner with heaven well and um, and that this isn't about 
step aside boomers, step aside Gen X, step aside this and that, that this is an all hands on deck thing. But I do, Amen. you know, and I, but I really, really honor and respect what you've done, what your generation has done in laying the groundwork, like the prayers, the decades of prayers. Uh, and we just honor you and anyone else in that generation who've, who've really held fast to the promises of God. And, um, yeah, man, I'm, it's just an exciting time, but I do think it's important to listen, heed, heed the words of the generals. Like, don't just be like, forget it. We're going to do our own thing. Get out of here. I think that's a wrong approach with yeah. it. So, yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. That culture yeah. of honor is yeah. biblical and that's what's necessary. Mm -hmm. So, ah, third heaven authority, brother. Yeah. You know, that's last episode. We talked so much about the encounter that I had where I was taken to heaven, third heaven, and the Lord gave that assignment to me. And he said to teach my people third heaven authority. Um, succinctly, what that means to me is teach people how to walk in the spirit in a way to where they can view things from being seated with Christ in heavenly places, from heaven's viewpoint down, rather than viewing things from earth's standpoint, a linear level looking up. Because the linear level on the earth, we have to deal with so much more of all of the different things that the enemy throws against us and circumstances and all these things. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the show. Um, but from heaven's perspective, seeing it through the eyes of Jesus seated with him uh, is something that's very important. So when I teach people how to walk in the spirit, let's face it, out there right now, they want to know how to walk in the spirit. Absolutely. If they're watching you, Jeff, man, they're going, hey, this is cool stuff. I, mm -hmm. I've got to have this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm hot for God. I've got to have the power of God in my life. I want to lay hands on the sick. I want to jerk people out of wheelchairs. Yeah, I want to raise the dead. I want to prophesy. I want to have visions and dreams and, and all of these things, just the power of God coming. And uh, rightly so. It is available to everyone who receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So, man, press in. Contend for it. But for those, I would say that there's two things that are really important. And that's perception and perspective. Okay. Perception is the ability to sense, to see, to hear. Now we have natural perceptions and we have spiritual perceptions. The same way in the natural realm, we were trained to look at things and to hear and to feel and, and sense everything that's around us. And all goes into this computer up here <laughs> um, what the Bible calls the soul. And, but we also have spiritual perceptions. And, you know, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, uh, Paul writing in the second chapter of 1 Corinthians tells them that, you know, things are spiritually discerned. It's by the Spirit of God, and he reveals those things to our heart. And so the spiritual perceptions are there. On the inside, we have the ability to see, hear, touch, taste, feel. It's all part of the inner man, because mm -hmm. the inner man is the real you. And so that's very important, perception. How do we perceive? But now there's another word, and that is perspective. Perspective is the point of view or position from which you perceive. So when I talk about third heaven authority, I'm talking about perception from a perspective, from above looking down rather than below looking up. And that perspective is very important because it's like, you know, an, an eagle, as powerful as an eagle is, as mighty and great vision and all of its abilities, uh, you know, when it's perched on a tree branch, uh, it's using them in a different perspective 
than when he's thousands of feet in the air soaring. Hmm. And so we were created to soar. We were created as eagles, as it were, prophetic eagles in God, to rise up on the wind, the wind of the Holy Spirit, and to just glide. An eagle can get up there without having to flap his wings and just soar for hours. And he looks down and he sees things that he could never see from Earth's perspective. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're talking about here, is that God has given us the ability to operate in third heaven authority without the limitations, or at least drastically reduced limitations from Earth's perspective. Yeah. yeah. I think that's great. Another illustration that I get is the difference between being on a field in a sports game versus being up in a box seat and you've got like center field and you can see you can see things a lot better than say you know the captain of the the team or whatever can see it you know so there's a different perspective uh, because you're not you know you may be in agreement maybe you're rooting for the same team they're on the same team as you but you know the 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 guy that's in the field or in the battle you know, lining up his shot can get interrupted. Being on the ground surrounded by the enemy can get yeah. interrupted versus being up high, untouched, and being able to, you know, whatever, shoot arrows down, whatever. So, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So then, how do we do this? Yes. How Let's do get we do into this, the Mike? meat of some of yeah. these things? How yeah. Do how do we, we do, do this? this? Well, one of the things that the Lord told me is he said that this kind of perspective can only be created by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So I would say the first thing that we need to do is make sure that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, I realize doctrinally, let's accept the fact, um, verbalize it, that when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes into your heart. He transforms you into the image of God's dear son. You're born again. Hallelujah. But we also know that's only the first ministry of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Jesus and draw us into the kingdom. That's being baptized into the body of Christ. And then after we're baptized into the element of the body of Christ, then Jesus himself talked about that we should be baptized into the element of water. Okay, so that's two baptisms. You're baptized in the element of water, crucified with Christ in the watery grave, come up out of the water, uh, symbolizing that you've been baptized also, you know, raised in newness of life, but baptized into the body of Christ. But the Bible talks about a third baptism, and that is the baptism in the element of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, after the Holy Spirit comes in, either simultaneously or at some point thereafter, see, I was born again when I was 11 years of age, uh, accepted Jesus, water baptized, but I was 19 when I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Well, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the second ministry of the Holy Spirit, whereby after he's revealed Jesus to you, now... He reveals the fullness of his ministry, and it's released through you. And that baptism in the Holy Spirit is evident with an increase in many areas, but one of them is a heavenly prayer language, the ability to speak in tongues, mm -hmm. pray in tongues, move in tongues. But along with that comes an increase in love. Uh, it's true. I, when I received Jesus as my Savior, I was in love I, with Jesus, but man, when I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, it just like, wow, the reality of that yeah. was just so dramatic. But also wisdom begins to come, dreams, visions, gifts of the Spirit, all of these things, power gifts, revelation gifts, walking in the Spirit, all these wonderful things that are ours just to amplify so receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God that gives you that ability. So that's the baseline. Yeah. So really quick, Mike, is it possible? 
because I've heard stories of people that they got a water baptism and then they got baptized in the Holy Spirit as they came out of the water. Can it can those two kind of happen at the same time sometimes or are they very clearly two separate things? Um, they are two separate things, but they can happen simultaneously. I've seen people born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues at that moment and then get baptized in water. Uh, I've seen people just get receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues and wonder what in the world happened and then realize, oh, I must have accepted Jesus at the same time. Uh, however it works, you well, know, yeah, God's that's in control. Want, yeah, that's why I wanted to hit on that because sometimes, you know, when we talk about this stuff, I've seen it, I've talked to people and they're like, all of a sudden the enemy comes in and he's like, ha, see, it didn't happen the way that Mike said verbatim in the exact order. So you must not be safe. Then, then it's like, the, then you start getting like, I, especially like younger believers that can happen. Like where Satan comes, comes in and tries to like sway them away. And so I just always like to like yeah. hit on that. I'm like, just however, <laughs> however it happens, you know, but those however are it happens. your experience yeah. is your experience. Yeah. Your path is your path. Yep. Uh, God's in control as long as you get them. That's right. Check the boxes. Yep. That's right. So yield to the Holy Spirit. Okay. From there then, how do you walk in this kind of authority? This authority. And remember what I described is that in the kingdom, there's power and authority. And power is the ability to act. But authority is the right to act. And so we have both in the kingdom of God. And Jesus has given us authority over all the power of the enemy. You want to rebuke demons? It takes authority. You want to lay hands on the sick and see them healed? It takes authority. You want to preach the gospel effectively? It takes authority. Delegated authority. And that delegated authority comes in the name of Jesus Christ, of course. Everything that the blood of Jesus has purchased for us is released by the name of Jesus. And so the first thing is be obedient to the word and pray in the name of Jesus. And see, people, they hear me talk about this, and a lot of other people are talking about third heaven authority or viewing things from above and so forth. And, and in that context, they wonder, well, do I have to be caught away like you and go to third heaven? No, no, that was part of my experience. And it may be part of yours, but that's not the starting place. I've been doing this for four and a half decades the process of learning, of growing, you know? So you start where you're at. That's the only way, way that we can do it. So the very first thing is be obedient to the word. You do it because the word said. The word says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So in obedience to the word, somebody comes up to you and says, oh, I'm just not feeling well today. Could you pray for me? Yes, in obedience to the word, I am going to lay hands upon you who are the sick, and I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus, and I believe it shall be done. The first element here, step number one, lower level of learning how to operate in third heaven authority and view things from above is to view it through the word, through the Bible, and read that Bible, you know, read it cover to cover. But most importantly, start in the New Testament, you know, read the Gospels and then Acts of the Apostles and, and then through the different letters and, and, and look historically how these things happen and the miracles and the different things that are provided for us. Our authority comes out of the revelation of the Word of God, of who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has given to us. If we don't know, the Bible says that we can lay hands on the sick then we probably would never do it. Mm -hmm. So when we respond to the word in obedience, Jeff, that's actually responding to the word that came from heaven. Jesus is the word who came and walked it out, but heaven's will. So therefore, through the word, we are entering heaven's viewpoint. Okay, that's yeah. step number one. 
And I can tell you that uh, over the years before I learned many of these principles, you know, C.K. and I, C.K., my wife, we just started. We got baptized together. In fact, she was baptized in the Holy Spirit the week before I was, and then we just started. Bam, we were just running with the vision. We got everybody. It didn't take us long to work through all of our friends and coworkers. We either got them all saved or, or they had a healthy respect and yeah. kind of backed up. Miracles. Uh-huh. I'm talking about miracles that happened right and left, people being healed. It just was phenomenal. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Simply because we obeyed the word and we prayed in the name of Jesus. So that's that's, that's level great, one. Great starting point. <laughs> yeah. Very great starting point, Mike. Yeah. I remember the very first person that I ever prayed for, Jeff. I was invited to teach... Um, uh, a home Bible study. So it was somebody else's study, but they couldn't teach it that night. They invited me to come. We were just starting all these things. And as I was praying before the meeting, all of a sudden my right elbow started hurting. Okay. And, but it wasn't, it was, it was funny. It wasn't physical pain. It was a tingly sensation, like if you hit your funny bone uh-huh. on a corner and yeah. how it would just kind of go numb. It was weird. I'd never uh-huh. experienced that before. It felt yeah. to me because I had some good mentors. Oh, I wonder if this is what they're saying, that you feel it in the spirit. If you feel, pick up word of knowledge. of yeah. something. So I just said, okay, Lord, you know, it, bring it back tonight. If that's something, if you're trying to show me something. I went in and I taught. And as I finished my lesson... Uh, the group of people all around the living room and dining room area, and and the feeling came back. And so I, oh, man, this was a bold step for me. I'd never done anything like this before. <laughs> and so I said, is there anyone in here tonight that has a problem with your right elbow? And as soon as I did, a gentleman sitting across from me, he raised his hand. He said, I do, I do. He said, I'm a piano tuner. I've been cranking those t- those keys today, and my elbow is just hurting, hurt. What? <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I'm healed. I'm healed. And so just be obedient to the word, and you pick up these things as you go along. Yeah. Okay? Power. I have prayed literally for untold thousands of people that have been healed miraculously. Just about everything that you can think of, if you name something, I've seen it healed. Yeah. Under my ministry. Wow. By praying for people. So start there. Yeah. Start there. Yeah. So really quick with that story, you just gave the word of knowledge. So you Mm -hmm. experienced the sensation earlier in the day, getting ready for the meeting. And then you experienced that sensation in your elbow again, you stepped out in faith with the word of knowledge and then hit what was it just him acknowledging it, his faith, then agreeing. And then all of a sudden it was like, cause it, from what it sounds like, you didn't even lay your hands on him to pray. He was just like, Oh no. yeah, that was me. And then what? <laughs> That's right. So, That's exactly how it happened. Yeah. And then after that, everybody in the room wanted to be prayed for. So I laid hands on and prayed for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. Uh, one of the first meetings when eventually, um, you know, after training and Bible school and, and then full-time in the ministry, one of the first meetings I did um, is, because I was just so hot on praying in the name of Jesus, laying hands on people. And we were seeing miracles everywhere. People were getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, saved. Wow. I mean, everything happening everywhere. And, uh, uh, and I, I preached this, this meeting, this service, and I asked people who wanted to be prayed for, for healing to come up. And so typical service, they all came up, they lined across the front, and... They all needed a touch from God. And I, I went down in obedience to the person that was kind of on my right, the far left of the congregation on the end of that line. And I was going to lay hands on the sick. I obey the word, and I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus. Okay? And so I walked up to him. I laid my hand on their forehead. I just touched him. And I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Because I read that in the word. 
You know, Jesus didn't do these long prayers, man. They right. were short and hot. Yeah. It was be healed. You know, yeah. I just, I touched him and said, be healed in Jesus' name, because I had faith in the name of Jesus and the yeah. obedience to the word. Spirit of God hit them. They fell over. Uh -huh. uh, power of God just knocked them, and they were healed. Now, I got all the reports after this prayer line was finished, all these people that were healed, but they were healed instantly. I turned to the second person, and I reached my hand up, and I said, be healed. But before I could say in Jesus' name, boom, they went oh, down yeah, and they were yeah, healed. I, I, I turned to the next person. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were, yeah, I turned to the next person, and I just reached my hand up, boom, they went down. I uh -huh. turned and I looked at the line and like dominoes all the way down. I didn't move <laughs> one inch, I didn't lay hands. All the way down to the other end of it, yeah. they just boom, boom, everybody on the floor, everybody up and healed. And while this is going on, I was saying, okay, Lord, I'm here in obedience to your word and, and faith in the name of Jesus, but I didn't get to pray for these people. And he said, didn't you come here in my name? And mm -hmm. I said, yeah. He said, didn't you just preach in my name? And I said, yeah. And he said, aren't you praying in my name? And I said, yeah, but I didn't get to say Jesus. And he said, you are doing it all in my name. Therefore, heaven responded mm. and they were all healed. I love that. So, so just faith in the name. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the second level. The second level is see yourself praying from heaven's perspective. Okay. Now, a lot of people think, well, aren't you just conjuring that? Isn't that just your imagination? Well, here's the important thing to understand is that the Holy Spirit uses your imagination. That's how he paints pictures. The whole idea of imagery is that our brain doesn't think just simply on words so forth it thinks on images mm -hmm. it's impossible to think it's impossible to eat it's impossible to have a a purpose a direction or to do anything without an image they flow through our minds they work the holy spirit has the ability to take that and to begin to formulate and show us things to come show us what needs to be done and so therefore what we have the ability when we're praying to just say, okay, Holy Spirit, show me, raise me up, show me. Uh, there was one lady who came back with a report. She said, Mike, I've been in, in a couple of your meetings, uh, teaching on third heaven authority. She said, something's been happening to me. I'm, I'm charismatic believer. I've been praying for people for years. But she said, now, after listening to you and yielding to the Holy Spirit, something happens when I lay hands on them or start to pray instantly, just on the inside of me, I see myself rise up above them instead of linear, straight out, like I always did it before, mm -hmm. and a degree of success. Now, boom. I'm doing it from above. Wow. She said, it feels so much more powerful. The revelation of the Holy Spirit flows through me greater than it did before. The visions, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, there seems to be more power. It's all working. So what I'm saying is, and I've had many of those kinds of testimonies, is that you're not making it up. And, uh, you know, it's like one man used to be uh, Dr. Cho, the pastor of the largest church in the world. And, uh, but he used to say, you don't make the vision, the vision makes you. Hmm. So we're not trying to make anything up. Right. We're just flowing with the spirit. Okay, so step number one was in obedience to the word in the name of Jesus, do, because that's a connection with heaven, and from above. Okay. Number two, see yourself. Get used to the lifting. There's a lot of times what I call a lifting anointing because it happens to me. It, it varies forms. And get used to seeing yourself from above. Get used to that lifting. Let the Holy Spirit take and do that. And what you're doing is you're yielding to a higher level of revelation than the linear.
That's all I'm saying. So it's interesting you say that because last night, actually, um, I was my wife and I were praying and I just, man, something came over me and I just, I, I had my eyes closed, but I felt like I was, I felt like I was like floating, like something felt really, it felt really strange, but I felt like I felt twice as big and I felt like twice as tall. So I'm six foot three and a half. So I was like 12 feet tall, man. And I also felt like I was floating. So that was, and I just was like, oh, like the lion, lion hearted Jeff came out, you know? And so it's interesting that you say that because it's giving me a little bit more, yeah. makes me want to pray more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Definitely does. Yeah. That's it, Jeff. Yeah. That's, that's one variation of what I'm talking about mm. is letting the Holy Spirit move in and begin to change our what? Perspective. We all have spiritual perceptions. But we also have spiritual perspective. Are we seeing and perceiving those things on the linear level or from the heavenly level? Praise God. And as we begin to do that, we feel the lifting, the rising, yeah. flow into the spirit. Sometimes yeah. we feel lifted up. Sometimes we feel like we just walk into another dimension. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we feel warmth or we feel happy. Uh, we mm -hmm. want to cry or we want to laugh or mm -hmm. just different ways the anointing flows on us. But we see ourselves above rather than beneath. We are not under the situations. We are above them in the name of Jesus. So it's more than just practice, although we can use that word. It, it's, it, it's okay to practice these things because the Holy Spirit leads. Once in a while, you'll make a mistake. The Holy Spirit doesn't mind you making a mistake. I didn't say mistakes were congruent or equal to sin. They're not. It's just, okay, I'm, it's part of the learning process. Mm. It's important. And so Very important. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to number three. Okay. Remember again, the base level baptism in the Holy Spirit. Then number one, be obedient to the word and pray in the name of Jesus. Number two, see yourself praying from heaven's perspective. Here it is. Number three, what I consider to be advanced and a very important, the most important one perhaps, yield to the Holy Spirit and use your authority praying from there. What do I mean by that? I can pray for anybody. Right now I could pray for you, just boom, right here on the air, Jeff. Uh, do that kind of thing all of the time. But then there are encounters. This is significant. Encounters with the Holy Spirit to where we are drawn into that spiritual place. It could be a vision, a dream. It can be, um, uh, you know, an angelic encounter, visitation. Any of those things where you're caught away in the spirit. Sometimes that happens to me just individually in my own prayer life. It happens to me when I'm praying for people. It happens to me while I'm preaching. It happens to me various places. Encounters begin to develop. Learning that in that encounter, while you're in the count encounter, now I admit, just like everybody learning, I used to have the encounter and then when it was over, go, wow, what do I do with that? But then I began to learn how in the encounter to operate from there. Okay. And so if I'm caught up, if I'm having a vision, it's common for me in the midst of the vision to start taking in whatever's going on. And then from that place, because I'm always lifted up, I'm always in the spirit, in, the, in that dimension, mm -hmm. to begin to pray from there, to begin my act of obedience from there, whatever the Holy Spirit is moving on. Let me give you an illustration. Okay. Years ago, this happened before I even really understood a lot of the dynamics. But there was a young family in my congregation that came to me and they said, we have a son. He was about eight years of age. And he said, 
our son is a holy terror. <laughs> we cannot control him. Uh, we have to lock his doors and windows in his bedroom at night because he'll sneak out and he'll go running around the neighborhood terrorizing. He'll throw rocks at dogs. He'll try to break people's windows. At school, the teachers don't know what to do with him. Now, somebody could just from the outset just kind of, you know, look back and say, well, that guy must have been demon-possessed. Cast a demon mm -hmm. at him. Okay, but listen to my story. Listen to me. Okay. They said, what do we do about this? I said, let me pray. So I went home and I prayed. And I was in my study. And I was laying on the couch just praying in the Spirit. Because, you know, the Bible tells us, Paul said that when you pray in the Spirit— that you're praying divine mysteries. You're drawing mysteries out of the spiritual realm, out of heavenly places, and you're speaking them into realities, into your life and into the situations around you. So I was praying in tongues, just laying there, and I, but I was directing, I was praying for this boy. Mm -hmm. Instantly, I went into a vision. In fact, it was a trance. Uh, and my body was right there, but I was lifted up in the spirit. And I, right in front of me in the spiritual realm, was a snake that was coiled, like a rattlesnake. Okay. And I'm praying for this boy. Here I am in this vision, this encounter with God. A sword appears in my hand, and I hear the voice of the Lord say, cut the head off the snake. I knew it was the boy, about the boy. I swung the sword and I said, in the name of Jesus, just as I cut off his head in vision form, I said, you loose the boy and let him go. And then I came out of the vision. I went and I called the parents and I said, the Lord just spoke to me about something. So would you come to service early next week? So the next Sunday morning, this was, you know, a couple of days before that. Mm -hmm. And I laid hands on the boy and I prayed for him to follow up what had already happened in the spirit. Mm -hmm. I prayed in the encounter. I released third heaven authority in the spirit from above in the encounter. I laid hands on him to release it into him. And the boy was instantly delivered and became the sweetest little guy wow. that you could ever know. Everybody loved him. Pray from the encounter. Now, I have a time where, uh, actually it happens all the time to me, is that the Lord lifts me up and he, above and shows me things. Uh, yeah. My wife went with uh, Kathy Walters to Ireland back about five years ago. And they were leading a team. Kathy had taken this team. Uh, and Strife tried to come into the team. Kathy said it's the only time that ever happened to her. Hmm. But it tried to come in, and they were having problems. And I didn't know what was going on. I was praying for them. They'd been gone about a week. And suddenly, in the Spirit, the Lord just took me up, carried me over above Ireland, and I saw from above, I saw a hotel, and I could see strife coming out of the hotel. Wow. See, I didn't know what was going on. And the Lord said, rebuke the strife and speak peace stuff to them. So I rebuked the spirit of strife. I said, strife in the name of Jesus, I cast you out of. I stop your work against this group. And then the Lord brought me back. I called her the next day and explained it to her, talked to her and Kathy. And they said, that's exactly what happened. Exactly. Wow. You hit the nail right on the head, man. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. And they said, we don't know where it came from. What? So these kind of things are real. But you got to pray in the encounter if you can.
That's where you have the greatest authority is that release. My question, and I'm sure there's other people that have this question in regards to that, because I'm, when I'm having an encounter and I'm having just like, there's a couple of visions I've had where I'm like, whoa. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Um, is I'm afraid that if I start talking, it's going to distract me and I'm going to, and I, I'm, I'm sure you've maybe heard other people say that before, but I would have never thought to actually like kind of be more present in this vision or this encounter that I'm having and actually like actively pray. Like I, I'm next time it happens, I'm going to be a little bit more attentive towards that. I'm sure it's going to take a little practice, but yeah. Right. And that's where, you know, your discernment comes in, spiritual discernment, just okay. knowing and feeling anointings and stuff. That comes by experience, mm-hmm. learning how sure. to do it. Because some of them, um, I too, just watch and feel the entire thing. And then afterwards, uh, operate according to what the glory dumped in my life or whatever. But most of the time, at least 50%, if not 75% of the time, okay. there is an operating from that level that happens right at that particular point. So cool. So, so cool. I love that. So you have greater authority while you're under the anointing and in the encounter. Yeah. yeah. And it's important to be raised and, uh, and see things from God's perspective. Because the Holy Spirit has the ability to fine-tune and show you things that you couldn't have known before. So I hope everybody catches this. Number one, baseline, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues, begin to develop the gifts. Then you have to, in these other three steps, number one, be obedient to the Word and pray in the name of Jesus. That's the first level of operating from what came from heaven, so it's a viewpoint of the Word. That's a viewpoint from above. Number two, see yourself praying from heaven's perspective. Allow the Holy Spirit, just develop, practice, develop that, rather than this mindset of being beneath. Number three, yield to the Holy Spirit, then use your authority by praying from there, in the encounter, under the glory. And usually it will be, from a caught up position. Praise the Lord. Mm, yeah. Well, like that's a scripture that God has really brought to mind quite a bit in the past couple of weeks for me has been received with him in heavenly places. Um, and it's allowed me to look at certain things going on with a different perspective because often, because that's our reality, right? Like that's where, that's where we should be. We're seated with him in heavenly totally. places. So, Rather than having the mindset of still being in the muck, surrounded by the enemy, enemy on the every side, um, overwhelmed, that we don't operate from that place. We operate from heavenly places. And so if you can think That's strategically right. from that perspective of like where God, I, I was down below and God, boom, he like pulled me up like really high up. And I was in this like floating platform and I was like looking down and he's like, this is your perspective this is where you are. It's not down there. And I was like, whoa, like the, the, the perspective shift that happens when you can, when you can get that revelation, um, man. So this is good. This is really good, Mike. It's good. Good. Jeff. I, that book covers in depth, everything we've discussed. This is, this is surface, Mm -hmm. but I tell people in that book, how to do it and uh it'll transform their lives they need to go pre-order that book yeah but let me talk about something else real quickly um there are things that satan uses to try to get us to question he questions our authority to get us to question our authority you remember adam and eve what he said to eve was has god said that you shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He knew God said. He wasn't asking for himself. He was asking to inject 
a disbelief, a questioning in their hearts, if God said, with Jesus and Jesus's temptation, if you are the son of God, he yeah. knew Jesus was the son of God. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. So what we've got is that there are some specific ways, and I wanted to just kind of just take a few minutes. Yeah. Just absolutely. quickly. Let's just, yeah. just put it in there so that people can understand how the enemy tries to rob your sense of authority and power in God. Number one, the spirit of religion. The spirit of religion is a demonic spirit of questioning. It's a, it's a spirit of legalism. For instance, the Pharisees came to Jesus one day and they said, by what authority do you do these things? I mean, you're healing the sick. You're, by what authority do you do that? Well, he was the authority. Religion always wants to rob your sense of value, strength, purpose. When I say spirit of religion, I don't want to get too deep, but understand this. From the beginning of, of from time of the fall of Adam, legalism and doubt and worldlyism crept in, not only into the world, but into worship with God. And that's one of the reasons why Cain killed Abel. Abel's sacrifice was accepted by God. Cain's was not. And we can get into whether it was, you know, the blood in one and not the other, any of that. And, but I, I think the main thing is their approach. Because when you read it very closely, what happened is their mindsets were different. Abel approached God on the basis of um, that God is going to accept this and continue to accept. And Cain approached God on the basis of, are my works good enough? Am I able? It was a works thing. It was a physical thing. It was trying to help God out. It was, uh, you know, go through many different examples in the Bible. You know, Abraham and Sarah. Abraham was given the promise by God, you're going to be the father of many nations. He didn't see how it could happen, he and Sarah. So they decided to do something about it themselves. Took the concubine, Hagar, ended up with an Ishmael. Mm -hmm. And then Isaac born of the promise. So at any rate, that's what the spirit of religion will try to do. it try to rob you of your authority and it'll turn the lights off in your heart. It'll get you to self-doubt and thinking the whole time that it's God and it's not. Number two is natural circumstances. Circumstances in the world sometimes oppose what God has promised and what we're achieving, trying to do, attempting to do in God. All of those natural circumstances have voices. They speak to you because you hear them. You look at that and, and they will say to you, you can't do that. This isn't going to work. This sickness is too strong for you. You can't get this one healed. Um, you think that God wants you to be out of debt. That'll never happen. You're not good enough. You're not, I mean, the questions, all of these things, natural circumstances, that's why we have to walk by the spirit, not by the flesh. And take God's word at face value. Number three, condemnation. Condemnation is the attack of the enemy. The difference between condemnation and um, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is that condemnation tells you that you did something wrong because there's something wrong with you. Mm. Conviction is the Holy Spirit saying, you messed up, but there's nothing wrong with you. Conviction leaves your heart intact and hope to proceed. Condemnation destroys your heart and your ability to believe you can proceed. So the enemy's attacks coming against you with the self-judgment will try to destroy and rob your sense of authority and power in the kingdom. Number four, following emotions instead of the truth. Now, emotions are okay. God created emotions. 
Uh, there's no such things as good and bad emotions. There are positive and negative, but they're all good. What happens is, is that sometimes people allow emotions to get ahead of um, believing what God says. Yeah. If God says, lay hands on the sick, we've been using that analogy all along, and you lay hands on somebody, uh, and he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and pray in the name of Jesus. If you're emotionally attacked and you're to that person and you begin to doubt and, 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 and fear comes in and, and all these other hooks from this natural realm, then it makes it hard for you sometimes to just stand on the word, stand on truth. You have to keep going. And I'll say this about emotions. Primary emotions are always okay. They're basic primary emotions. Let's, let's take, for instance, um, what about anger? That's a biggie. See, the Bible okay. says, be angry and sin not. It doesn't say anger is a sin. Mm. It says what you do with it determines right. whether it is a sin. All right? Yep. The primary emotion of anger or any of those kinds of things, and on the other side, love, so on. See, people talk about love at first sight. No, there is no love at first sight. There's pleasure. There's mm -hmm. good feelings, happiness that turns into love. Yeah. Okay? So I agree. primary emotions are okay. But what you do with the primary emotions determines whether they evolve into what we call secondary emotions. Get back to, to um, anger for a moment. Anger is a primary emotion. It happens. Now, what do you do with it? If you don't deal with it correctly and you allow it to cycle over and over and over in a very negative and a wrong way, never dealing with it, it eventually will turn into hate. Hate and detestation is a secondary emotion, and God labels that as sin. Anger is okay as long as you deal with it. If it becomes hate, you're in sin. So what I'm saying is that just deal with your emotions correctly. Put them under the Word of God and always obey truth. Maybe I shouldn't have gone that deep into it, no, but I think hey, that'll I think probably help. I think it's great. I think it's, yeah, that was great. One more, one more real quickly, because I know we're getting close to the end of the hour. Yeah, we're good. And that is number five, stealing that Satan uses to rob you of your authority is stealing the revelation of who we are in Christ. Hmm. If you don't know who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ and who he's created you to be, um, and that you have the authority and all of these things, then, you know, he successfully kept that yeah. from you. Yeah. So That's there's my... One. That's a big one yeah. for some people, Mike. Um, and I'm looking it up really quick. I'm reminded of a scripture. Give me just a sec. We're good. I mean, we can we can let this breathe just a little bit because I want to I want to make sure that we get everything out. But I'm reminded of Romans chapter eight, uh, verse fifteen. It says, "The spirit re you received does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father." That word sonship. This is really cool, you guys. That is the the same word that is used to describe like someone in, in, in Roman culture, who's, who's an heir to something, right? Like they're receiving mm -hmm. an inheritance. Like we've, we've been adopted into sonship. So anybody here that is struggling with that, that's, that's a big one that God, that, that, that the enemy comes in and, and tries yeah. to pull people away because that, if you, if we don't recognize who we are, then all of a sudden, like your authority gets sapped away. You feel like you're this husk of a person and you're always trying to like pay penance for all these things. But like that, like we are, we have been adopted into God's kingdom and it's so huge. You guys like, that's a big one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but really quick, we have a, a question and I wanted, I wanted to ask it really quick. Um, it's from Jillian. Hi Jillian. Uh, it says, what? Are other variations slash examples of being caught up or lifted to a higher perspective? Can it feel less intense than Jeff's recent experience? So I thought that'd be interesting to answer. There are variations of both not only the experience, but the feelings and the intensity and the things that surround it. 
I also try to teach people to put their feelings, their emotions, their whole being into the experience. It's, it's, it's important not only what you see or what you hear, but what you feel in the experience. Um, for instance, did you see a lion? If you see a lion, maybe in a vision mm -hmm. or, and what does that mean? Uh, it's it's kind of like one preacher says, it always means the devil unless it means Jesus. Mm. Okay, that because he goes around, the Bible describes the devil as a roaring lion, right. but it describes Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Mm -hmm. So of itself, it does not mean anything. What are the things that surround that? What are you hearing? What are you feeling? Are you feeling a sense of dread that may indicate it's talking about a demonic thing, a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling happiness, joy, or strength, or encouragement, receiving revelations that could point to that being Jesus or a positive, empowering thing? So, and, and if it's, it can be fleeting, it can last for minutes, you can be caught up. I had an encounter, I had a vision last Sunday. Uh, it started in the middle of worship. I came up and I preached my entire message while the vision lasted and hung right before me. I was looking through the vision at the people <laughs> and it was all being live streamed. Watched, wow. I watched the vision, it hung there the entire time. Uh, so I can't be specific about, I think, in answering your question, other than let you know there are varying degrees in the way that it works. Uh, so just be, take it all in, take yeah. it all in. Yeah. What did say, you see? What did yeah. you hear? And I think that's, you know, like James Gall is always great on like when he's teaching people how to like uh, interpret dreams, he always asks, what was the primary emotion? And it's basically what you just said there too, of like, you see a lion, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the devil and it doesn't necessarily mean it's Jesus. You need to pay attention to other details there. And also that revelation is going to come as you, I, I, at least for me, it always unpacks. Like that revelation comes as I right. unpack, I get all the details out on the table and then it's like, all of a sudden, it's like the spirit of wisdom and revelation, man. It's like, beep, 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 beep. All of a sudden, all like the dots start connecting. But also, I think. Well said. Yeah, I think, you know, with experiences, there have been some that I personally have had. I've had nowhere near as many as you've had. But there's some that have been really, really highly detailed. Boom, presence of God. And then there's some that are like, like, like you're fast forwarding through a movie, just like, like, like really quick. And it's bit like seconds and both are profound, but you know, they're, yeah. So I think that hopefully answers Jillian's question. So. Yeah. And let me inject one more point. Realize that the point of focus is not the vehicle, the revelation came. Okay. But the revelation itself. So, if you see something, um, you know, Jesus said that uh, the kingdom of God is as a grain of mustard seed. Okay, he was trying to get a revelation across. He wasn't saying it's like that. Now, you could take a grain of mustard seed and carry it around in your pocket all day. You can start the church of the grain of mustard seed if you want to and incorporate the name and uh, try to get everybody I, it wasn't the mustard seed that was nothing more than the vehicle that was used to bring the revelation so what's the revelation that you get out of it how the kingdom of god grows mm. all right that's what you tap into so that's what you're looking for what jesus is doing in the midst of what the holy spirit through it all is trying to convey to you at that point that is not only a concrete revelation that's implanted into your spirit, but along with it comes the anointing and the authority for walking out the revelation. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. 
All right, Mike. Well, um, yeah, I know that this is uh, this is definitely wetting people's appetite for more of this, and it's awesome. And I, I I'm very very passionate about this message. Um, it's really impacted me. Um, and so the book is Third Heaven Authority. Hold it up one more time, Mike. I got to look at the monitor to make yeah, sure. There it is. I got it right. Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson. That's what we're talking about. Now, now it's pre you can catch it anywhere on the internet. You can go to Amazon or you can just search. There are multiple places that uh, distributors that are offering it. You can go to Charisma House, who is the publisher, uh, and find it. Third Heaven Authority by Mike Thompson. Awesome. All right. Well, Mike, I would love for you to pray for people and just close us out. All right. Let's do it. Now that you've been listening to us talk about these things, there's something that's burning on the inside of you, I know. Because when you talk about the Holy Spirit, and talk about walking in the Spirit, the gifts, the manifestation of the power of God, all of these things, the way that they come to you is it burns within your heart. Your heart craves it because that's what your heart was created for, to have that. And so I want to pray for you. It may be that you, some of you need a financial deliverance. Some of you may need a healing. Various things, they're all going to come to you in this package that I'm going to pray for you to receive the anointing for increased experience with the Holy Spirit and in walking in third heaven authority. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, look at these wonderful people. Their hearts, their hearts crave you, Jesus, the manifestation of the Spirit of God. And so right now I pray that the Holy Spirit would release into them the anointing that is upon this message, the anointing of the move of God, walking in the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit, third heaven authority now. Release it into them. Raise them up so that they can understand to a greater comprehension of who you've created them to be in Jesus, in you, Lord God, and also what they have at their disposal. Bring revelation of the word, revelation and understanding of spiritual dynamics, spiritual perceptions, and spiritual perspectives. And again, I release that unto them now. In Jesus' blessed name, amen. You're amen. on a journey. It's a new day for you. Come on. Yeah, and one other thing I wanted to say um, is there's healthy comparison and unhealthy comparison, especially when you hear Mike talk about his encounters. You guys have heard me talk about some of mine, um, is to go what that should do because all of us can have those encounters with God. It, it, we have access to the same Holy spirit. Um, yeah. and I think sometimes what can happen is we look and we go, if my encounters don't look like these and we lay out a formula, then I'm not having encounters and that's simply not true. And so what right. hearing these should do is stoke a fire within you, a hunger within you, seeing the comparison of, Mike's encounters, some of mine, maybe, you know, and, and going, Oh, I want to, God, I just want to, I just want to counter you. I just want to be with you. I just want to behold yeah. you. That should be your goal. Not, I want to, I want to come to you and I better have an encounter like this or else it's not, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm not, I'm not succeeding yeah. in this. And that's, man, that's the devil. Like you do not want to listen to that voice. So, um, just, Seek him for the sake of being with him. And then, man, the rest is like, God just takes care of the rest. It's great. So, Mike, Amen. Um, how, yeah. How could people follow you? Um, I, I know you do. Do you, you live stream your services on Sundays, right? Yes, at 2 p.m. And uh, actually, they, the live stream starts at um, 2.30 because okay. of the copyright issues on songs. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so 2.30 on YouTube. And then uh, they're also posted on Facebook and Rumble after that. Okay. But the live stream is at 2.30. And uh, so just go to, I'm trying to remember the, anyhow, my YouTube channel, you can just search Mike Thompson, Las Vegas, and it'll take you there. It'll be right there. Yeah. It might be awesome. Mike Thompson Ministries. Now it's coming to me. Well, let's look it up right now. Let's just do... <laughs> somebody look it up. Mike Thompson. I'm on Ministries. Yeah, put Mike Thompson Ministries in yep, on YouTube. There it is. Yeah, see. if you just type in and it's a picture of him and CK right there. Super. Yeah. Same with yeah. uh Facebook and Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram. Yep. And then, of course, our website is right there on the screen. So you can go to our website and get the information, too. Awesome. Also, there's a podcast on Charisma Podcast a Network. Fantastic podcast. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great, you guys. That podcast is definitely was a game changer for me. And um, so there's a link in the description, you guys. It'll take you to a Spotify link, but you can find it on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts. it's really easy to find just third heaven yeah. authority with mike thompson can't miss it um really great really great you guys so if you want more listen to that mike thank you so much man so good i appreciate I loved, it jeff loved these two episodes they're so great yeah <laughs> all right man yeah so god bless you yeah you too everybody that is our show have a blessed Wednesday. Also, ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate. All proceeds go towards keeping Elijah Fire free at five days a week. And then we also take a portion of every donation. We funnel it into our water well efforts, a new water well every three days. And that is because of your guys' generosity. So God bless you guys. And we will see you tomorrow Pretty at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.